Hello and welcome to More Than a Game, a podcast about the A-Leagues, Premier League and more. This week on More Than a Game, City and Ancelotti serve up a Champions League classic. Cool runnings, Garang and Alu, as mentioned, light up for good and bad reasons. Popper's boys get too wet and slippery for the Knicks at Amy Park. And of course, being that it's uh, close to the end of the season, we're going to cover the business end of the Prem, the Championship, the A-League, and of course, what everyone cheers into the pod for, Bundesliga 2. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great pod. Uh, glad, we're glad that you're with us. Joining us uh, from the, I was going to say the Emerald Isle, but joining us from the UK, we've got George. How are you doing, mate? Great to have you on. Thanks, boys. Yeah, lovely to be here on a on a bank holiday weekend. Ooh. So, yeah. If only we're just... England. No holiday we're just, for me. <laughs> we're just coming off like two two long weekends. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow, five-day week. Oh, it's going to be hard. Three, <laughs> three if you're in Queensland, Tommy. Oh, no way. Labor really? Day here tomorrow, three oh, in a row. Love that for unreal. us. Wow. You're, you're going to struggle when you get back to a five-day week uh, uh, yeah. what, the following week, right? You're like, no, what are you talking about? We only do four weeks, four-day weeks here now. Two weeks holiday and then, uh, you know, coming into a nice uh, four-day week. Very nice. And how are you doing, Colby? Uh, very well. I'm just happy to happy to have us all back on the pod together. Tommy, happy George is here. I've just got to – I just want to hijack the pod. I've got a question for George straight off the bat. Yeah. Uh, last time I was speaking with, with pod favourite Andy, he was telling me um, about how you, you might have done some business recently um, on his bed. And not the kind of business that uh, people are. Uh, not, 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 not this is one not for the, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard sort of business. No, yeah. not that kind of business. This is one for the. This is one for the OG listeners of the pod, where you know we, we like to mention um, our our sales on on Gumtree or uh, Marketplace yes. or anything like that. Just tell us, talk us through that, George. Yeah. So um, uh, obviously <laughs> got got a new bed in, and uh, so uh, Andy obviously moved out, and uh, so we had a had a had a spare bed in the flat in. Um, Andy's old room and um, I knew a- a- Andy and I purchased some you know bottom of the basement Ikea beds and mattresses <laughs> when we first moved in and I sort of took a chance on Gumtree and uh, I said it was a, a, a spare bed guest bed hardly used in in perfect condition and uh, took oh some, it's been used took, took some <laughs> took some nice photos with a couple of filters and you know Bob's your uncle I managed to get a 150 quid for it Woo! Wait, 150 pounds? Yeah. That's wild. Thank that. <laughs> the the secondhand yeah. bed and mattress market is uh, is is thriving in, in London, I tell you that. Everyone's come back from uh, from all the other parts of the world and, and uh, you know, they need a, need, a, need somewhere to rest their head on. So I profited must, must off a, that. Must be a shortage of secondhand beds in, <laughs> yeah, in London yeah. or something. Yeah. People playing crazy, crazy, crazy prices. Yeah, that's right. Oh well, love to love to see it. Um, all right, boys, let's uh get back to the football and uh, back to you in the studio, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, let's kick off with our respective moments of the week. Uh, George, you want to go first, mate? Yeah, boys, uh, an easy one for me and an obvious one, really. The 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 Champions League, Champions League semis, Real Madrid, and I'm and I'm honing in on on that man, uh, Benzema. Saw him live a few weeks ago <clears> against Chelsea. He absolutely destroyed us in that first leg, and and is is there a man in better form? Like he he's he's just sensational. Everything he does is is quality. And um, you know, were we were we sleeping on him like four or five years ago when when Cristiano was leading the line? Because the, the man's absolutely exceptional, and 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 the fact he's that too he, selfless. He's too selfless. He's too much of a team player. Yeah, but then when he gets a chance, he absolutely destroys. He, he, like <laughs> it's just it's never not missing. Yeah. So. That 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 volleyed finish against City was was incredible, and then obviously the penalty. So like, the man's is is absolutely on fire as I've, I've ever seen a, a striker, and he's he's keeping them. He's he he, he he's sort of solely pretty much responsible. I would say him and Courtois are the the two sort of bookends get getting Real Madrid the title, and but you know it, it's it's France must be just licking their lips. I don't know how they didn't win the Euros with with him back in the back in the in the team and and, and yeah. you know they're looking good for the world cup so yeah well that's that's the thing george like you know he was kept out of the um the, the team for shenanigans reasons the, the <laughs> that, egg. that is um you know imagine what his stats could be like for france with that yeah. kind of uh, lineup behind him and you think if if that all if that all didn't happen 
would 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 he you know have won Ballon d'Ors? Would he you know would we be holding him in in that sort of upper echelon that he's sort of regarded in now? You know, uh, he yeah he, you know didn't didn't do himself any favors with all that, and it, and it sort of affected the public perception. But like as a pure footballer, the the man's a genius, and you know he's got to be right up there with with you know some of the the best in the world. Um, it's the French Jamie Vardy. <laughs> yeah, the the old hand wrap. What's the uh... anytime you see a man in the hand rack, you just I... like you're sweating. Uh-oh. You're sweating as not, a defender. <laughs> not to digress too much, but I did a bit of a deep dive on on his uh, why his uh, hand is wrapped, and he, he's had a broken, I think, thumb or finger for a year and a half, and he just and if you have a if you if you you know guys have had a spare minute and you've eaten breakfast already, um, you have a look because it's 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 sort of swollen. Uh, and, and it's bubbled up, and he and he has he's, he's opted not to have surgery because obviously, you know he he was playing throughout the season. He didn't want to have a break, and and then the Euros happened and, and all that. And now the season's back on again, and so he hasn't had a, he hasn't had time to have surgery, and it's it's pretty disfigured. So good on him for, for plowing through when um, others probably wouldn't. Does does that get your bonus points for when he inevitably wins the uh, when he inevitably wins the Champions League uh, with Real Madrid and and then we're looking at Ballon d'Or for uh, for the end of the year? You've gone early with that call, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> easy, Tommy. Easy. That um, I tell you what, it's it's going to be uh, real Dushev's kiss uh, areas when when Real Madrid do win uh, the Ballon d'Or and Benzema won- wins the Ballon d'Or after uh, everyone everyone is just saying, oh, when's Lewandowski going to win it? He's due, he's due, he's yeah. been the best player for years and then it'll be his time and he won't win it. Oh, it's going to be gonna be amazing. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, be, You're right, I have gone early though. Yeah. Mm. Kobe, what about you, mate? What was your moment of the week? Mm, it's got to be Kloppo signing a two-year contract extension, doesn't it? Takes him Ooh, through to 2026. Kloppo. Yeah, everyone's boy, Tommy. Our boy, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he, he was he was um, his current contract at Liverpool was due to end in 2024. Now there to 2026. Like, I mean, he's done everything, hasn't he? He's um, broken the Premier League title drought. He's he's given the club a Champions League. He's built depth. Improves pretty much everyone who walks in the door, and he's still got the team motivated after like seven seasons or whatever he's been there for. That's that is the that's the biggest thing that that sort of goes under the radar. Like those players are still running through brick walls for him week in week out, and most like the you know some of the best managers in European football history, or at least in the sort of modern era, say that it's like three years and the players just stop listening to you basically, and you've got to move on to a new club. So for him to have the, the team just ticking along like that, um, not not ticking along, but like, yeah, running through walls, like I said, that's just outstanding. And it's pretty impressive because he, 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 he wins that trophy for second position most years and they're, they're still still pretty fired up, Colby. Hey, he's, he's won bags of trophies since he's been there and this is against Pep's bloody Manchester City with money coming out of their ears, mate. One, one Premier League title, though, you know. Easy. Oh. Oh, Not George, you, you, you've totally <laughs> I'm got poking in there. the bear. Wow. I'm poking the bear. <laughs> it's great to have you on. We're, all, we're still on for the quadruple. What are you talking about? <laughs> His second place of failure, Colby. Let's let's get down to business. Hey, the season's not over yet. <laughs> oh, this is great. City got um, some pretty big games coming up, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, for me, uh, there's a couple of a couple of Aussies that uh, were doing business this week. Uh, last week, I think it was, uh, I had Riley McCree's performance and getting on the score sheet down as my moment of the week. And I could do the same again this week because he's on the yeah. score sheet again, uh, this time in a 2-0 win over Cardiff. Uh, so a goal and man of the match performances in successive games, which is great for him. Um, after and last time on the pod, we were talking about his injury um, worries that sort of been, been a, little, a little bit niggly for him. So it's great to see him playing and doing really well. Um, and also want to have a bit of a shout out to Alu Kual, who made his uh, debut for Sandhausen in uh, the Bundesliga too. Which uh, look, this could quite easily be my uh, my own goal as well, though, because uh, Alu Kual came on in I think it was the eighty first minute, um, and uh, Sandhausen were down one nil against uh, Schalke. Um, in the Bundesliga 2, uh, Sandhausen actually equalised. And you think, oh, this is fantastic. The scene set for Alu Kual to sort of win, get the um, 
get the winner here, but instead he absolutely loses his head and just absolutely just plows someone and uh, uh, ends up getting sent off in his debut. Uh, ten it caused like in, a pitch so. invasion too, didn't it, Tommy? This I saw the I saw the little clip of this. This was, was this yeah this was this was wild and there Bring were the players in Germany yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that's what that's what you get when you you train with Matt Simon <laughs> definitely taught him all he knew but um look great that Alukwal actually got some some match time because uh, he's been obviously there almost all season I think bar a few games at the very beginning but um yeah not sure he's going to get much more playing time now for the rest of the season at uh, Sandhausen so. But as it as it turns out, um, Stuttgart, his parent club, they're um, they're on track to get uh, relegated as anyway from the from the Bundesliga. So there's a chance that um, Alu Kual could be in Bundesliga two next year anyway. <laughs> All the more reasons along, for us along, to to follow with, it on the pod, Tommy. Along mm-hmm. with Jackson, along with Jackson, yeah, Jack, Jackson will still be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll come back to for more Bundesliga two chat in just a second. Put a pin in that. I'm I'm not finished. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> Boys, uh, George, what about you? What was your own goal? My own goal is uh, is Melbourne City, and 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 they're making a hash of the uh, the ACL qualification. So Ooh. so as as it stands, boys, um, I've got it. I've got it up here. They they need uh, Iniesta's team, Vissel Kobe, to beat Kitchi, um in order to guarantee uh, qualification in the Champions League. So that they actually finished uh, second in their group uh, on twelve points, um, but because. Because, and I'm going to single out one guy, uh, Tommy's mate, uh, Tom Glover, um, <laughs> in the in the game before their, their last game against, uh, I think it was uh, the uh, Korean team. Um, where are they? Uh, John Nam Dragon. John Nam Dragon. So the City mm. took the lead in nearly the 80th minute with a Jamie McLaren finish. And then Tom Glover came out and basically gloved one to the uh, <laughs> Korean team and... Uh, Scored, uh, they scored and ended up the game ended up drawing one all and and um and that's basically cost City top position in, in in the group and you know now they're relying on you know other teams to become the third third best second runner up to to make it in so it looks like they probably will they probably will get in but they're they're still relying on Vissel Kobe to to get get a win away and and City actually needed to win last night five nil to guarantee qualification and they only won three nil so. The, the, how, the, how wild is it that you can be second in your group, undefeated, and you potentially yeah. don't go through to the next round? Well, yeah. Equal on points as well. It's, equal on points, it's, it's points, not like so. there was a massive gap between first and second uh, in that group either, right? It's, like, it's not like the European Champions League, boys. It's, it's way more cutthroat. So, <laughs> and, and you know who we can blame for this? We can blame Aaron Bloody Moy because his team didn't rock up. So that's, that's why it's so convoluted like this, boys. So thanks, yeah. Aaron. So no, no, fair play to City, but uh, uh, my, my own goal was really aimed at Tom Glover there. Have we got some coefficient points at least? Yeah, I think um, I think City have racked up some, but I mean, yeah. um, it, it could quite easily be uh, another own goal is Sydney FC's Sydney performances FC, in, yeah. admittedly, a pretty tough group, but they they've had two draws and uh, lost their last three. Um, against the likes of Yokohama, um, F. Marinos, and John Book, the uh, Korean Giants as well. So they, they've had a bit of a tough run, and they play the, I think the Vietnamese, Huang An, Huang An Ji Lao. Uh, they, they play them tonight, I think, at 9 o'clock Australian Eastern. So um, they can still rescue a little bit of pride, Sydney, but it's looking like they're going to finish bottom, I think, in their group. So... Yeah, not exactly racking up a lot of uh, a lot of uh, coefficient points at the moment, uh, the boys. And obviously Melbourne victory, they didn't they didn't get any either. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh, pretty much the Asian Champions League wrap up, uh, which we we're going to do shortly anyway. But uh, <laughs> Colby, what about you, mate? What was your um, own goal? Hmm. Um, well, I guess one has to go to the Everton fans setting off fireworks outside of Chelsea's uh, team hotel ahead of their fixture this week, as if it's some kind of European like cup final or you know World Cup like qualifier, you know, do or die interconfed playoff in South America or something. This is Everton's cup final, really, isn't it? 
this is it. I mean, it's a you know, like they're they're on the ropes now. Everton really, it's like do or die. They got to get points from you know pretty much anywhere they can now, and they'll do anything to get it. Um, it's just wild that they could actually go down. And you you probably planned this for a chat later, Tommy, as well. But like. Come on, guys! Like, yeah, own goal. You, you're setting off fireworks in a in a domestic league outside of someone's hotel in, like, I don't know, somewhere in Liverpool, presumably. It's uh, yeah. Look, it's a it's a fine line. We always say on the on the pod uh, between something being a moment of the week or an own goal. Like, this could have mm. quite easily been my. I can imagine this would be some people's moment of the week, but yeah, because it's yeah. great shit, Housery. But at the if same get, time, if they get the result, maybe. Yeah. yeah. On goal, just... they get flogged. Yeah. <laughs> it's the team talk, isn't it? It's just like, uh, what is it? Tuchel just like plays a recording, some some firecrackers to, to fire up the boys and gets the adrenaline going. <laughs> Goby, did you have a, a second one? Or I do. I do. It's a lit. It's a. Just, I mean, the the Socceroos social media, Tommy. Um, you know, they they often they often do these like um, Socceroos overseas. Here's our boys. Like, look how good they are. Like. Riley McGree's got a goal here and, you know, whatever, what have you. Um, but And so they did one of all, all the boys that are playing in European clubs, but they headlined it with um, Aiden Rustic's Eintracht Frankfurt on track for a European final. Man was an unused sub on the bench. Like, he didn't play, he didn't have any meaningful involvement, and he's, like, headlining the social media post. Come on, guys. Come on. I get what they're trying to do, but still, it kind of misses the mark, doesn't it? Yeah, like, you know, come come to us, give us an update when he's, like, had a meaningful impact on a game if he's, like, playing week in, week out. Like he's, he's, he's had a minute the on bench. the pitch. Yeah, he's coming, he's coming off the bench for them in the in the Bundesliga at the moment, which is, like, I mean, that's okay, I guess. But, yeah, like, in this particular post, he was sat on the bench. Nothing really to write home about, is it? No. Nah. And, I mean, plus, I mean, it's only going to be a bit more embarrassing for the, for the Socceroos. Um... Uh, social media team when uh, Frankfurt get eliminated uh, at the in the return leak. So there you have it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> more, more about uh, Europa League, like everyone has been waiting for coming up though. Um, my own goal this week um, has got to be uh, uh, back to Bundesliga 2, um, looking at St. Pauli, uh, Jackson Irvine's team, uh, they've been well within the hunt for a promotion spot um, into Bundesliga or Bundesliga 1, depending on what you want to call it. Um, but they look like they were on uh, in, the, in the hunt for a spot and they've absolutely shot to bed over the last couple of weeks. Ooh. Had two losses, three draws in their last five. They had a, a promotion promotion six-pointer, we'll call it, against um, rivals Darmstadt uh, recently. And this week they they drew with Nuremberg as well. So um, didn't, didn't pass that. Um, trial really there. So um, really disappointing for Jackson Irvine. And it does look like um, Jackson Irvine and St. Pauli and also Conor Metcalf that they're likely to be playing Bundesliga 2 next year, which we, we were sort of having a bit of a chat about this in the in the group chat, um, uh, Damon and I, this morning about whether or not it's actually such a bad thing that yeah. uh, Conor Metcalf potentially could be going to Bundesliga 2, right? Because if he goes to – if, if St. Pauli get promoted and um, – Conor Metcalf is is playing for it, or at least contracted to a Bundesliga team. Chances of him actually playing that much are probably not not that high. So much harder to it, prove yourself in a Bundesliga team than a two Bundesliga team, where you could be relied on, get in the team, play week in week out, be established in the team when they go up. Exactly right. So um, I, I think St. Pauli will be sort of thereabouts again next next year in um, in the Bundesliga. We go team. again. Yeah, but um, I think um, it, it could turn out to be a bit of a blessing in disguise. We've only seen how good it's been for Dengenro, um, for Toulouse in in France. They've they've been promoted this week up to to Legon. Well, John so, Rose, uh, John Rose played like every game as well. So yeah, I think he, I, I think at the very beginning when he first arrived, he sort of took a little, uh, a few games to sort of break into the mm. into the team. But then, yeah, like you say, he he's been ever present for them ever since, and um, I, I think he's he's really impressed while he's been there. So um, I, I guess we can only hope for that the same might happen with Conor Metcalf as well. And everyone who watches the A League knows that he's such a talented player. So uh, can only be good things, I think, for. Uh, Connor Metcalf and uh, Denny Jonro and and Co. So 
Um, but look, a few more little uh, bits of news and listener questions and and such for us to talk about. First of all, I want to talk about like one of, and this could have been a, an own goal as well, but it was something that only just popped up um, just before I was about to jump on the pod. And um, earlier in the week, a lot of people would have heard about um, Minerola's death. Um, and everyone, like, there was lots of sort of posts talking about that and how obviously it was, uh, was very, um, very missed by his family and lots of tributes and stuff. But then there was a report that came out that said that he hadn't actually passed away and that it was all, all fabricated. And it seemed to include him as well as part of this. But now I see, um, in the last 24 hours, there's, there's been something from, uh, Raola's official uh, account saying or well, confirming his that he's passed away, which, I mean, it, it seems like he, he passed away, then he didn't, and then he did. And uh, I, I don't really know what to make of it all, but um, it was confusing to say the least. But uh, I guess also just sort of talking about the man, I mean, regardless of what you thought about sort of um, his approach, there's one thing that was undeniable about him and it was that he always got the best deal for his client, um, at least financially speaking. So... Um, so yeah, in- interesting character. Um, and also, yeah. you know, th- there's some deals to be done um, at the end of this season. So I wonder where, where that leaves all those. Exactly right. I think yeah. um, so. He he just got uh, Donnarumma um, that deal to PSG. Uh, I know he's Arlen's yeah. um, uh, agent. Was um, Erling Haaland's agent? Um, I think there's. Oh, I'm trying to think who's in the other. There was one other big one. It's just escaping me. But anyway, like you say, there's a, there's oh, a he's, few more. He's, he was a big agent for a lot. Like he was Slatan's well, agent. Pogba. I think he's Pogba's yeah, agent Pogba. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're the two ones, the two big ones that are likely to move this this uh, coming window is Ireland and uh, and Pogba. So it'd be very interesting to see how that all pans out. But I mean, I think a lot of people are just expecting Pogba to go to PSG and Really, how much is an agent got to do there? You know that PSG yeah. are going to pay over. The Harland anyway. one, though, he's probably got like active discussions going with you know three, four, five clubs at the moment. Like you <laughs> see him just, yeah. I feel like every day I open up social media and like he's in another Premier League top photoshopped yeah. onto him. So, yeah. oh mate, it's wild. Um, speaking of uh, of big names, though, Dwight York, he's uh, going to be making a return back to the A-League, though, this time, not not in a playing capacity, but he's definitely going to be bringing the bling, and that's as, uh, this time as the coach or the manager of the A-League All-Stars for, for when they play Barcelona um, in the uh, in the off-season. So um, what, did you, what did you guys make of this? Are you, are you a fan of Dwight York coming and, and despite never having managed before, being the manager I, here for I, this? I'm a, fa- I'm a fan, Tommy, and I, and I do like how he, he, he sort of come out and said he wants to be taken seriously as a manager. Have you seen <laughs> sort of how <laughs> he doesn't have any experience, but he's he said he's here to manage and he's, you know, he wants to, he wants to you know, he wants to get some respect in the, the managerial world. So Has he got his badges or? Uh, who knows? I don't know if you need your badges to, to coach the... Uh, to coach what does the manager of an All-Stars team do, like... <laughs> How much coaching do they do? I mean, you know, they they set up the team. You know, they they pick the players, they pick the starting lineup, and they make the substitutions. But we, what else do they you, do? Come on, man, you got you got to got to be realistic about this. They've got to write their names up on the whiteboard uh, <laughs> and the, the shirt numbers as well on on the whiteboard. Isn't that the, when... the assistant all star manager? Isn't that what they do? Yeah, what? you just have an assistant. He's got yeah, to pick he's a nice putting suit. the cones out and. He's got to pick a nice suit to wear on the, uh, the touchline, I think. That's... All right, boys, we're going to be playing 20-minute quarters. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. going to get a good run. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but I, I think if there's one thing that's uh, for certain about Dwight York coming, it's it's not going to be dull. I think it's it's going to be interesting for – I don't know in what way, but I just know it's going to be interesting. Um, in, in a little bit of a, a sidestep away from uh, strictly A League, uh, the AFL they've uh, it's been announced this week that they they're likely to be negotiating some sort of a uh, a pay deal or sorry a, a broadcast deal with Paramount Plus. And whilst this isn't strictly um, A League, it, it does have a bit of a, an impact on the A League. And I guess I wanted to ask you, the the two of you sort of. Uh, is this good for the A League that um, it's likely that Paramount Plus is going to have sort of another big, uh, big sport on on board? Is it, um, does it sort of rub you up the wrong way? Possibly that the um, that the A League has been used as a bit of a test run for the platform, possibly. Or, or what did you guys think? 
We might finally get that rewind function, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> any moment, any moment. Yeah, I, I, on, on Colby's point, I, I think that it, uh, it, it means more investment, better infrastructure, um, more probably eyeballs on the subscriber service. So I don't know how the deal is going to be structured and how it'll work with you know the existing existing um, pay TV platform and, and all that with the AFL. So that, that's one to watch. But I, I actually think. It means that they're, they're putting their money where their mouth is, and the the service is going to have investment. So, and and, then, and more people are going to be subscribing, and more sports fans are going to be subscribing. So, it might actually boost some interest in the A League, as opposed to sort of burying it. Um, <laughs> yeah, think of the cross promotion. I mean, the more yeah. the more A League players holding a share in in promotional material. <laughs> AFL yeah. round, guys. AFL yeah, round. come on. <laughs> can't wait to see the AFL have A-League round as well. That's, that's yeah. how that's going to work, right? Everyone's going to be doing the soccer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, very good. So, uh, and look, one more thing before we get into the A-League proper, though, and uh, listen to a question from at Stroop Tease. Um, he, I assume it's a he, um, he asks, uh, current A-League player, sorry, which current A-League player do you guys think will become a manager or an A-League manager? Throw out a couple of names maybe to sort of... Yeah, prompt, the, prompt the bit, Tommy. I haven't, haven't had this um, question on notice. Uh, Lee Broxham? I think he could no, be Corey Brown. I'm going to say Corey Brown, Tommy. Uh, don't don't about, ignore uh, my legitimate suggestion. <laughs> Corey Brown's just been Corey Brown and Macklin Freak have just been made uh, managers of the Maris College Ashgrove First Eleven, so he's getting his experience in. Mate, I'm surprised that wasn't your your moment of the week. I feel like you've been sitting on that real low key. Oh, I know Damo Damo flicked that to me um, during the week, and I was uh, and and someone else tagged me in um, uh, in the Facebook post on on Marist's um, post when they when they put it up as well. So yeah, I've, I have been sitting on that one. <laughs> um, so Lee Broxham was a bit of a sort of a bit of a teaser, but one player who I can really see becoming a manager because he kind of already behaves like one is Scott Jamison. Uh, I feel like he sends out big manager vibes. He'd be getting sent off every week, but yeah, I could see <laughs> Muskie can do it. He probably can, right? I could actually see him being the assistant to Paddy Kisnorbo, and they would be like a deadly duo on the touchline, wouldn't they? You wouldn't want to fuck with them. Nope, not at all. And look, one other player, he's he has retired, but I don't think he's made a, a move into to coaching or into managing. Um, and he gives that real sort of similar. Um, he was also the captain of his team as well, but gives that really similar vibes as well to, to Scott Jamison. And that's Matt Mackay. He's a player who I thought was destined to pretty much go directly into into management within sort of a year or two of retiring, but it just hasn't panned out that way. But he's he's another player that really gives out those sort of um, that sort of authority vibes, uh, even as a player and, and while he was playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he's maybe. another one who's been managing one of the uh, boys' schools in Brisbane as well. <laughs> oh, right. Of he's course, he has. Grammar, cool. Brisbane Grammar First Eleven we'll for a few years. Out. So, um, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's getting his badges. Maybe he'll be more qualified than Dwight York soon, boys. So Maybe, maybe da- Daniel Sturridge, boys. He doesn't seem to be doing much else. <laughs> Don't reckon he could manage himself out of a paper bag, to be honest. George, didn't you see his starting performance and assist for Perth Glory? Oh, was that? Oh no, I I knew he was back in. I didn't know. Uh... Oh, social media has just been going wild for it. We'll have to what edit my comment out then. <laughs> we don't we don't do any editing anymore, mate. So sorry to he touched the ball twice. <laughs> One of them happened to be an assist. Look, boys, we we are we're rapidly going into a league chat though, so let's just get straight into it, shall we? Um. Round 24 slash 25 of the A-League uh, was over the weekend and midweek as well. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about our A-League anti-power rankings, though. So, look, I think um, before we get into sort of some of the games or some of the sort of broader themes of what's going on in the league at the moment, let's let's talk uh, some power rankings, though. So, Colby, you want to you go first? Who's going up in your power rankings at the moment? Uh, hard to go past the victory for me, Tommy. Um, like, yeah, they... they had a very, very convincing win over Wellington, which we'll talk about, 3-1 on Friday night. And frankly, 3-1 flat as Wellington. 
it like victory went up the gears, uh, like you said in your notes to this game. But this 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 marks the 200th win for the club. Um, they're they're creeping up. They've passed Brisbane Raw now, well and truly on the all time A League wins. Big um, they're creeping up to Sydney FC, and and this is a huge turnaround from them after getting the spoon last season to be challenging now for the Premier's plate. Um, they're unbeaten in I don't know. It's like over ten or eleven games now. It might even be like a bit more than that. But they've got a, they're on a huge unbeaten run, and they're hitting the form at the right time. They're just looking absolutely ominous for finals. So yeah, they're definitely on the up for me. Could could we finally see Popper win a grand final? Because he he's yet to win a uh, an A League grand final, isn't he? Yes, but he's been in three, I think, from memory. He, he likes to win the Premier's plate. The, like the second place right. trophy, you might call it, George. The Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp Memorial <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> George, what about you, mate? You, not sure how much of the A-League you're catching at the moment, but uh, have you got um, uh, someone who's going up in your power rankings at the moment? Well, I've, I've been seeing a lot about the, the Mariners boys and, you know, there was that that, that classic F3 derby and then they've, 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 yeah, and then they've won again. They've won against the, the, uh, the, the Woos, so... Uh, you know, I, I always, I've, I've always sort of uh, thought thought they were kind of no good, um, but um, you know, it's it's good to see that they're after uh, years and years of, of, of you know being being at the bottom of the table, the the youth the, the youth development and, and um, uh, the, the infrastructure there is is paying dividends. So yeah, the, well, the Mariners. You, you mentioned about um, uh, the Mariners and and how they beat the Woo like the. We're getting to that point in the season where there's a lot of teams that are playing games that don't necessarily have much riding on them, right? Um, but this this was a game where the Wu were chasing top spot if they won it. Um, obviously, big game for Central Coast as well. Lots of pressure on them because they were they're still chasing a final spot as well and had to win to to stay in the the top six. So um, big pressure game for both teams. So yeah, huge result for for the Mariners and a pretty big loss as well for the for the Wu. Um, uh, so yeah, good good shout there. I think on, on the Mariners. Um... And and this this might be the, the this would be the, the first time if 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 the, if the league table stays as it stands that you'd have the top three clubs all, all Melbourne based. So I don't think we've, we've seen that before. But it, it'll just mean finals will be be really really um, really Melbourne centric. So we unlucky, could... unlucky for you, Colby. George, we could have no New South Wales-based teams in the top six other than, I suppose, the Mariners. Uh, yeah, they're, they're New South Wales-based, <laughs> fine. But almost no New South yeah. Wales-based, certainly no Sydney-based teams. That's incredible. In the, in the top six, it's wild. Like, Sydney can still technically make it, but if they don't, it's just going to be the Mariners holding, you know, flying the flag for New South Wales in the top six. Yeah, Which, and MacArthur, yeah, MacArthur and Sydney. They're out um, now, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. MacArthur cooked, yeah. So there you go. So that'll be interesting, and then and then and then it looks like a potential Melbourne Grand uh, Melbourne Derby Grand Final one way or another. So that will be uh, exciting. It'll it'll possibly be either the, a Melbourne Derby or a Melbourne Derby that's not a Melbourne Derby as a yeah sorry as a, a Grand Final. <laughs> and the Melbourne Victory fans decide what the Derby is, and and you know ultimately they're they're the gatekeepers of that. So um you know if, if Victory fans could let us know which are the official derbies, uh. And and which which are which clubs are actually your rivals and which aren't? Um, that would be good. <laughs> well, you know, with, with all with all these exhibition games being played at the MCG, I, I, you know, we should start a petition to get the the A League Grand Final played at played at the G. Yeah, oh, could be a, it. Couldn't it think could of anything like, worse. Fill it. <laughs> no, no, I think you could be honest. I can't even feel Amy Park, George. <laughs> <laughs> George, I think you could be onto something there. Let's, let's have the A League. Let's have the A League Grand Finals like the curtain raiser to Barcelona <laughs> or versus, yeah, versus yeah. Aston Villa or something. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Brazil Triple Argentina. header with the A League All Stars. Argentina, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, um, boys. Uh, what about who's going down in your power rankings this week? Oh well, it, I'm going to jump in. It's it's got to be Brisbane Raw. Like uh, you know, they're eleventh. And, you know, you think that that's second last, how much further can they go? But th mm -hmm. there's further. They technically can't win the spoon, but they're without a sniff of finals, obviously, and they haven't been for a number of weeks now. 
they performed okay against the Vuck at home, but it was a rotated side and they had a chance of sort of spoiling the Vuck's run into finals, um, spoil a bit of momentum. But as it was, they they had a draw against them and, like, that that was probably flattering to the Raw, in my opinion, um, and no fight at all against Adelaide away. I know it's at, it's at Cooper's, but... Um, I mean, at this stage, they're just blooding youngsters and playing for contracts. And the, like the first half against Adelaide was absolutely dire. It's like they they're well and truly on the beach. You know, in a competition where there's no promotion and relegation, it it really has shown in some of these matches for the Raw. It's I, I know uh, it's probably been a bit of a tough season for you to watch, Colby. But I I kind of maybe maybe because I can be a little bit more objective as a, not as a supporter. But I look at the this raw season, and I actually think they've they've probably overachieved, in my opinion, because like, well, if they could score goals, they'd be fine. There's some bright sparks in the squad. Like the midfield needs work, and they need a forward. They need to nail a visa player next season. They haven't nailed a visa player in a little while, um, mm. probably since Aldred and O'Shea, so a couple of seasons ago. Um, but they they need to score goals, and they need a bit of steel in midfield. Mm-hmm. And like you say, they're, they're playing so many youngsters as well. I mean, the, the Mariners have shown that, look, you can play a lot of young players and still do all right. But um, obviously, the, you look at the Mariners and who their visa players are and just most of them are all banging, right? So, um, And they've also got a lot of other just really good A-League players too. So a um, bit of a different situation, I guess. So, I actually think the Mariners and the Jets are now the benchmark or the gold standard for what a club can do with low resources in this league. Like it's a salary capped league so you'd expect most teams to be able to give it a good crack every year but like they're they're good examples of like they don't necessarily always spend their marquee allocation or their full budget and look at what they've done like Newcastle have brought in Papas they've extended his contracts um Central Coast we all were really worried that um that it was just the um the, the statich impact um and when he left um was going to a rookie manager in Nick Montgomery and um, they lost some key players and they didn't make many signings. What are they going to do? But, you know, they've brought in, like George said, they've um, they've they've kept um, pumping in their academy players who have all stood up um, and they've got their visa players right, both clubs. Um, so they're, they're now, I think, the gold standard of, of what like a low-resourced club in this league should be able to do. I think that's a, that's a pretty decent shout, you know, you know Colby. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. And then, um, and, then, and then bouncing off that, Colby, look at the, the Mac Bulls. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, they're stacked. They're stacked, absolutely stacked. They, they had a, a young, promising manager who's now leaving to go back to Croatia for family reasons, I read, but he's clearly been sacked in because uh, of the performances this season. And, um, yeah, the, 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 you know, the well-resourced club, you know, cherry-picked A-League talent from other clubs and, and you know, ex-Socceroo-type players. Um, and and it's sort of had, had, it's, it's, the wheels have sort of fallen off this season. It's been very disappointing for the McBalls. Um, boys, there was uh, a bunch of a bunch of fixtures already been played this round. Uh, as Colby mentioned, uh, the Raw, they went down 2-0 to Adelaide. Uh, the Mariners, they beat Western United 1-0 in a big game for both teams, like I mentioned. Melbourne Victory, they beat Wellington 3-1 in the, the wet at Amy Park. And Newcastle Jets, they beat MacArthur this afternoon in Newcastle 3-0 and a pretty pretty decent result for, for the Jets. Um, boys, I'll ask, they're basically the same question but slightly different. Um, but one relates to the Premier's plate and one relates to, I guess, the top six. And did these results uh, help you decide who's going to win the Premier's plate? So we'll start with that one first. Um, out of what the Woo City and and Victory, who are you guys thinking, uh, or who in your mind is starting to firm up as the the favourite for uh, for winning the Premier's plate? Well, it has to be it has to be City, Tommy. Like it's City's to lose. Like they're they're ahead in points. They've got you know they've got two matches to play. They've got Perth Glory away and Wellington Phoenix at home. So winnable winnable games both uh, for them. And Melbourne Victory have only got one game to play. Um, and it's the big blue, Sydney FC. Uh, it's a way too. So anything can mm. happen in that despite, and it's a must, must win for Sydney as well. So Sydney have plenty to play for. It's a, you know, uh, it's a very big rivalry, that one. So anything if, can if happen nothing, in that. They've got the much tougher of the fixtures. 
it, it would almost be uh, more uh, more motivating for Sydney that they can stop Victory from winning the plate uh, just by getting a result, right? So um, they, they would love nothing else other than to uh, to yeah. let their sky blue cousins uh, get the get the title, I think, and it not be Melbourne Victory. Um, George, what about you, mate? Do you think uh, City are still the firm favourites, or you think the Vuck or the Woo? Do you think they're a decent chance of maybe sort of stealing it from under City's nose? Uh, I think I think City have just started rolling now, and and you know that they're all clicking. Tilio's in excellent form. I think, as you mm. guys mentioned, I think Tommy threw out an MLS potential contract for Tilio <laughs> the other week. But, um, uh, uh, so uh, yeah, I think City are rolling, and, and just having a look at who, and the, I mean the Woo is still in with a sniff, so they've got uh, a game against Newcastle away and Adelaide away so Adelaide is still in the mix so mm. I think that that's that's probably tough and, and and you never know what you're gonna get with Newcastle so it's probably cities cities to to lose and and uh yeah I think I think they're just like you their their front sort of three four is just is just way too strong compared to other teams and you know if if, if my if Tommy's man Tommy Glover can, can hold it together <laughs> whoa, for a couple whoa. of games for a couple of games in the finals I, I think I think City City will be too good. Um, I, I do think it's going to be very interesting when City do return from um, from the ACL because they they've still got a couple of really key players that are going to be out for the remainder of the season in uh, Aiden O'Neill and uh, Berenguer. I think they're they're both unlikely to return, so um, really tricky for them and. Uh, I think it, it's going to make for a, a, I think a more exciting final series that those those injuries and those absentees are going to sort of bring City back into the pack a little bit and and make it for a, a, a bit closer games. I think because um, I think everyone sort of looked at that City side when they were in top form and thought, oh, City are just going to romp away with this. And um, but I, I think it's actually going to be far closer than what people maybe are originally thinking. I think the champion conversation is more interesting, Tommy, because. Um, it's yeah, cities to lose. They've got better fixtures. They've got two games, um, and they have to drop both of them. They'd have to lose both of them for the victory to claim the premier's plate. But I mean, in terms of form and going into finals, as we know, anything can happen in finals, and form counts for a lot, and experience counts for a lot. And yes, city do have that now, but Melbourne victory have got it in spades as a club. Um, and they're hitting form right at the right time. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be really interesting. Fair enough. Boys, on to the, the top six, though. Um, it's starting to look like Central Coast and Wellington, like they might have sort of tied up those final two top six positions. Do you think that's the way it's going to finish now? you see anyone else sneaking in? MacArthur, Sydney. I think it's probably too far now for the Jets. I think they're tech... Uh, yeah, tech Jets... Te- Excuse me, I don't think can't. the Jets can Jets make it. Yeah. No, so, you yeah, need to make it. Mathematically out of it now, yeah. yeah. So Sydney have got the game in hand. The 20, yeah, they've got an extra game. So Yeah, the they've got victory game. and they've got the Raw um, as the final game of the season up in Brisbane. So I think, yeah, if Sydney, if might... Sydney, get, if Sydney gets some momentum from the from the um, the victory game, then, yeah, why not? But, um, it'll all come down to that for them, basically, because I think if they lose that, then they and it'll depend on the Wellington result. I don't know. Yeah, but the, I think that that'll yeah, be but, that, that, that's the game to watch because if 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 Sydney can knock off victory, then it, it, it sort of clears the path for Melbourne City then to sort of take up the Premier's plate and then hmm. have 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 a bit have a bit uh, of, a, of a relax, depending on what, what the word does for their last game and then roll into the finals. I guess um, before we talked about teams being on the beach and, um, yeah, you, you do have probably the likes of uh, the Wanderers, the Roar and the Glory who are on the beach. But it's sort of apart from that, really, every team still has something to play for. So um, and even if it's Adelaide where they're just sort of hoping to get into good form so that they're, they're going into finals in the in the right frame of mind and, and, and with some good momentum, um, it's still very interesting for, just for the final two, two matches or one match for, uh, for some teams. Um, already boys, um, let's, uh, well, there's still a couple more games to be played, um, midweek. You've got Brisbane, they play Central Coast, Newcastle play the Woo and Perth play Melbourne City, um, on Wednesday after they return back from the ACL. So, um, some of our questions will, could be even be answered, um, midweek as, um, in terms of, uh, finals and, uh, premiers plate. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but next up, we're going to be talking some Premier League. 
So Premier League match days 34 and 35 were wrapped up and uh, partially the way through um, at the moment. So um, Manchester United, they played Chelsea on Friday morning Australian time. That one finished one all. Um, a goal from Ronaldo and Marcus Alonso cancelled each other out there. Um, and then if we get into match day 35, Newcastle and Liverpool played out a 1-0 win for Liverpool last night. Uh, big result for Burnley. They got up 2-1 against Watford. Um, and we'll come back to that um, in a second. Um, Manchester City, they beat Leeds 4-0 um, in what seemed like a pretty sort of routine victory for, for City, but um, also means that Leeds are, are sort of still in the relegation fight as well. And we'll come back to that as well in a second. Um, a couple of teams now that are basically just on the beach, and that's uh, Wolves were pretty dire against. Uh, I've got on the beach Brighton. They beat at the Waves Wolves um, <laughs> in my notes. Uh, Across the Waves Wolves, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a, a really solid three 0 win for Brighton. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting Brighton to actually be any good now that um, they've been on the beach for pretty much the last. They've had a couple months. of results lately. What, yeah, they, so they, they've decided to come back from their from their sort of. Well, it's like they can do in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, beach, the beach is like their home ground, Tommy. <laughs> they don't lose at the beach. Um, like a Bright- side futsal team when we went undefeated on the beach. We don't oh, lose at the beach. I fucking hated that. <laughs> it was awful. You'd be slipping over everywhere with skinned knees, playing on the Asher turf. I'm so triggered. Um, sorry, distracted. Um, but another thing as well, like Brighton also had a they had a um missed a penalty in that game as well. So it could have even been more, it could have been four nil. So um pretty poor performance. I think um uh Wolves manager uh Bruno Large, he said that that was their hey, worst own. performance um under uh well this this season uh, since he's come into Wolves. So um bit of a not not great for Wolves. Um, Southampton, they went down 2-1 to Crystal Palace. Uh, Ebre uh, Eze, he got his first goal for 11 months after that really long injury layoff as well. And Wolf Sahar scored an absolute banger, I thought. Um, mm. to, that was a belting uh, goal. A, yeah, completely out of nothing. contract or something? What's, yeah. what's, <laughs> what's he working up? From? Real Pogba areas, isn't it? Someone from Chelsea's called him, George. He's, he's <laughs> on the move. <laughs> I don't think Chelsea can afford, afford his Someone from Arsenal's picked yeah, up I think, his phone. He's... I think maybe maybe Arsenal's. Ten Hag, he's heard he's sniffing around. <laughs> Ten Hag's been doing his scouting. Frankie's <laughs> handed him the uh, the uh, the scouting notebook. So. And also a bit of a wild uh, uh, line I heard uh, during the uh, the highlights of this one as well was that this was Palace's first comeback win of the season, which. I almost didn't believe that. And to be honest, I didn't go through all of their results this year and check them to verify that. Check um, the tapes, the Tommy. First... Double check them. <laughs> I'm going to have to take their, runners, take their word for it. But, uh, yeah, like they either, they either get up first and, and, and win or they go down 1-0 and just never get back into the game. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, look, uh, yeah, so good uh, result there for Palace. And also Aston Villa, they confirmed that Norwich are going down. Uh, Norwich are officially relegated. And to be honest, it's felt like they were officially relegated for months. Um, Since round strange. three. Yeah. Round <laughs> <day> three. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think, as it turns out as well, Watford are only one point above them as well. So I'm sort of surprised that Norwich are actually as competitive as they as they are this year. It's, it's felt like they've been terrible, but they actually really haven't been nearly as bad as sort of what it seems. It'll be sad but to look, see Watford go. We'll have to be a Brentford pod or something next season, I suppose. <laughs> it was good to see Roy Hodgson on the bench with Sonny's on. I don't know if you guys caught, caught a glimpse. He looks very vibe. stylish. It's pretty it? cool, yeah. It's, it's like out of stylish. him and it's out of him and like Pellegrini in that real Batiste uh, track suit. For yeah, like yeah. Who's bringing the most drip on the sidelines. <laughs> which, which, which pensioner is bringing the most? Yeah, <laughs> it's like pensioners, pensioners dripping is like the 21-22 like touchline vibes. Oh, it's just just giving me uh it's reminding me of Perlo and, and sort of all the Perlo vibes, right? After after he retired. Um <laughs> Not, not quite into from, from being a coach. Could be Pirlo in thirty years' time, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still a coach? Or he, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Um, but look, um, just on to, I guess, more general matters, though, obviously, two, uh, two banana skin fixtures for both City and Liverpool. Uh, both City and Liverpool also uh, rotated their squads quite heavily with, uh, I'm not going to say one eye, I'm going to say one and a half eyes on the Champions League return legs uh, midweek coming up. Uh, so it still leaves City just one point ahead of Liverpool and, and both teams will be pleased that they got three points out of both of those games. Uh, both You'd be pretty pleased with uh, to, to not slip there, Colby, against a, uh, against a Newcastle team that have been in fantastic form uh, since since New Year's. Yeah, it was a bit of a cagey result, 1-0, but, you know, job, job done. But at the same time, Liverpool didn't really look threatened at any point during the game. They still controlled the match, but it's like when you're 1-0 up at, and it's the 80th minute or whatever, you are, you know, you're lying if you're a, a fan of the club and you're not sort of sweating if you're in the, the title race and you think any any team could come back and get you to drop points and you're out of it. So, um, yeah, jo- job done. I mentioned last week on the pod that I think uh, Newcastle are going to take points off of either City or Liverpool in these consecutive matches against first and second that they've got. And I stand by that. So it, it does mean that if... Uh, Fingers if, crossed. Yeah, if, if after Liverpool knock them off, it inevitably means that it, it only leaves City that they've they've got to take points off of. So I, I think if um, it's an awkward, awkward position being that they're only one point ahead of... Um, uh, Liverpool. So if if Liverpool do um, win their next game and and City just get the one point, it then goes back to being a one point uh, or two point ball game uh, in the reverse. Though, so um, we can't sort of tie up tie up the points without sort of a couple of game weeks uh, fixtures going sort of the right way. So um, still going to be very interesting. And uh, obviously Newcastle's first loss, I think, for for quite a while. And I think um, Tommy on on that, I think what happens in Europe is going to play a massive factor in what happens in the in the Premier League. So, you know, if, if they both keep rolling, then, you know, I expect them to probably keep keep as is and keep rolling in the Premier League. But if, if one of the two has a bad result or if we have one of those, you know, crazy Champions League nights, then mm. I, I probably expect it to kind of spill over into the Premier League and, and it's going to really affect the, the teams. Because I know that, they, I mean, Klopp wants the Premier League and, and Pep wants the Champions League, I guess. But, you know, that... No one wants to give an inch, so I I think there'll be ramifications if, if things don't go right in Europe. Um, that's both are travelling, I think, aren't they? Liverpool's playing away, right? Or, yep. Yeah. So yeah. So both teams are travelling uh, to Spain. <laughs> both teams are travelling to Spain on, on in midweek, so it's it's going to be you know uh, really exciting to see what happens. Um, Do you think there could be some fireworks in Spain this week, midweek? Depends what hotels they're staying at. <laughs> I don't think VRL are going to bother. <laughs> what playing or um, with? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, already, boys. Um, whilst obviously the title race is still um, still running, the other big race is the relegation race, and this has gotten really spicy with Burnley um, getting another result this time uh, with a, a late comeback with two goals in the final fifteen minutes against uh, Watford. Uh, not quite, but pretty close to relegated Watford. So um, Burnley now are five points clear of Everton. They're level on points with Leeds. Um, so Leeds are now right in uh, the the relegation uh, scrap. And I remember a couple of weeks ago thinking, oh, no, I think I think Leeds, Leeds are safe, safe now. Yeah, but, um, yeah now like Bur- Burnley's turnaround uh, it is. I think told you they'd be safe. Yeah, who's <laughs> well, this I Mike we... Jackson guy? He's he's a he's a genius. He's, uh, who needs who needs Sean Dyche? But, um... Oh come on, mate! Put some put some respect on the real guys <laughs> behind the operation, Ben. Me, <laughs> player manager, player manager. But yeah, at Leeds. Yeah, people thought their move to to bring Jesse Marsh in was was going to save them from relegation, and and well, now they're just they're relying on Everton just being shit to to keep them up. So we've all seen what happens in the first season of Ted Lasso, boys. They get relegated. Spoilers for the first season of Ted Lasso, but uh, you know they bring the American in. They're in a relegation battle and they go down. So that's just where it's got to go. One thing to flag as well for Leeds is, I mean, Everton are playing Chelsea today, but Everton have the Chelsea game and another game in hand. So um, if they won both of those, then they would be on top of Leeds. But 
it's it's a little bit strange because I, George, I was checking the the fixtures to see, uh, and Everton don't have a midweek game this week, so their their game their catch up game I think isn't for another week and a half or possibly even two weeks. Yeah. So but, what what um, they've got? I've got the fixtures up, Tommy. So they've got yep. Chelsea today, obviously. Then they're they're playing Leicester away next Sunday UK time, and yep. then they have a and then they have a game against Watford, uh, mm. believe it or not, on the Wednesday. So Watford, are, good run. Yeah, so Leicester, uh, you know, uh, haven't been really a factor of, of late. Leicester on the beach. Yeah. So and, and Watford, <laughs> you know, who who might enjoy relegating Everton, but they're already done as well. So, um, you know, that, that they they could there'd be nothing to play for for Watford by that time. So yeah, sure. and and then just checking the the fixtures of, of Leeds. Leeds are playing uh, Arsenal next Sunday, uh, and then they've got Chelsea. So. Ooh. Uh, and, and then and then a couple more games against Brighton and Brentford. So Leeds have got some tough games. So, you know, the, depending on what, even if Everton lose today, they're, they're still in with a sniff. Um, so this one might go down to the wire. Yeah. I think we we would all love to see um, these two these three teams uh, sort of fighting for survival on the on the final day, all simultaneous, yeah. right? Like that. That's the dream, right? Where there's something like that. So it goes right down to the wire. Goal rush, Tommy. Goal, goal rush. rush. Oh, the goal rush. Tommy, do you think do you, do you think Burnley are, Burnley are out? Burnley are out of this, or? I think um, I think anything can happen from this point. I think either any one of these three teams could end up going down. That sounds very sort of sit on Get the fence. Splinters out of you. <laughs> you know what, Tommy? But it's um, it's just so hard to hard to know. Um, like I I don't know if it's just sort of my um, uh, my anti Frank Lampard vibes that keep making me think that Everton are going to go down. But um, I mean Burnley have just completely surprised even the most uh, optimistic of Burnley fans I think over the last few weeks and so I mean didn't you say a fit and firing Jack Cork is the key to Burnley season <laughs> oh, yeah. what, what a header and boys what a header we laughed what a header from him <laughs> he's like Same the shortest front. man on the pitch as well they should, they should put him as their number nine with finishing like that uh, yeah. one, one other thing to add boys it, it could be juicy Everton, Everton Arsenal last Last game of this last day of the season, so Arsenal may need to win to stay in the top four or get into the top four, and Everton may need to win to to stay up. So, I think uh, mark Ooh. that one in the calendar. That that is going to be a very juicy, or potentially has uh, could be a very juicy fixture indeed. Um, all righty, uh, we know that there's going to be plenty more uh, twists and turns in the relegation fight, so we'll tune in for that again in the next couple of weeks um, as far as that goes. But look, uh, one thing we do know that's confirmed, and that's that uh, we've got a winner for uh, the more than, a, more than a game FPL for, for April. So uh, very proud to announce that whilst Everton may not be doing so well, uh, Everton fan Mace Caruana, he's been doing very well in FPL this month and he's our prize winner for April. So congratulations, Mace. Well done. Thank um, you, Mace. Overall, though, uh, Danny Domoski, he continues to lead the competition overall. Uh, he's been, I think, leading the last three months straight. So um, he's going to be very hard to reel in. Uh, whilst we've got our own Jesse, he's in fifth place overall and still well within a sniff of taking out the, the whole thing. So um, going to be very interesting to see how this final month of May plays out in FPL. Tommy, so take- um- for the for the listeners, Tommy, how how are you and I going? How Ooh. how's the how's the battle between uh, M tag hosts going? Look, that that is a very good question. Very well asked, uh, Colby. I, I will check right now to see where we're at because I know all of the listeners are desperate to know. Uh, although probably not quite as desperate to know as you and I are. Um, <laughs> I just know that. Uh, as of right now, after last night and today's, um, I'm having a mare last... this week, so it could be an early crow. But mind the gap. Oh yeah, uh, you you are having a mare, but uh, I'm also having oh. a mare. But uh, I tell you what, uh, I think you've done really well last week after my mare of a of a free hit, and you're actually fifty points, fifty points. I think yeah, fifty five. 
points ahead of me at the moment. So, uh, yeah, the the gap is bigger than what I remember it being uh, for quite some time in either direction. So, well done, Colby, and uh, I look forward to still bending you at the end of the season. So, <laughs> oh, you probably will too. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay stay on top of Sal. So I'm, I'm one spot up on on Sal and, and trying to reel Damo in at, at uh, Damo's 109 currently. I'm 114. So it's, uh, oh, that's the yeah. real battle. It's a real battle. Hell, oh, wow. Uh, Sal and hell. George, there's not much between you guys <laughs> uh, at 114 and 115. 15, so. George, that'll, be real, that'll be the real battle. Get, had to get all the way down to the third page there. Uh, but yeah, so look, plenty still to play for for most players of, of FPL. Um, uh, Sal's just jumped into the comments, uh, saying that he hasn't touched his team for months. So, um, <laughs> George, you, George, you're losing George to a, a zombie team. team every week. <laughs> <laughs> George, you're losing to a zombie team at the moment. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's some shithousery from Sal. Sal oh. Sal's actively managing. I'm going to go don't, back and check. I'm going to go back Sal. and check the record on that. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about that. All right, and um, there is still a couple of games to be played in the the Champions League and Europa League. Uh, the second half, uh, the return legs, I should say, of the uh, semi-finals in both of those competitions. Uh, Manchester City they beat Real Madrid four three in an absolute Champions League cracker. Uh, midweek this week. Um, Jesse, who's been beating this drum all season, um, just reminded us all about how Martin Tyler just seems to be on life support during some of these games and he, he just struggles to even turn the biggest of moments into a into a sort of commentary a commentary gem anymore. So kind of disappointing that it, that was the way it panned out. But still, um, I think we can all agree that this is where the Champions League really comes alive, where you've got the best players playing at the highest level. And in knockout football like this, it just turns out some absolute blinders of a game. So um, it's going to be very exciting to see how this return league um, plays out. And Boys, to, be, um, to be honest, we all just want to see who's going to choke. So. <laughs> this is where the, this is where the choking watching. happens. Yeah. Just hate watching. <laughs> Boys, like I think um, most people would agree, and and maybe that I don't want to um, sort of jinx Liverpool, Colby, or 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 make you more nervous, but I think a lot of people would agree that uh, the Liverpool Villarreal tie is is pretty much dead after Liverpool got uh, the two nil win. So I'll, I'll stick with the the City and Real Madrid game, boys. Who do you think is going to to take that out? Do you think Real Madrid could end up uh, um, if they so if they win the second leg? Um, Excuse me. If they win the second leg, uh, it then well, as long as it's by only one goal, then I think it goes to extra time. Yeah. So they need to win. They need to win two goals. nil, basically. Um, I, I think I think Real Madrid were very lucky to uh, to pair, pair back City four uh, three. City 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 in the first half could have really run away with it. Had had heaps more goals, and you know, fair play to Real Madrid. They scored well, and they got the penalty and, and, and the like, but. Yeah, City City should have been well ahead at halftime, and and it almost felt like uh, and and Rio Ferdinand and I think I can't remember who else was on the BT coverage, but they were they were saying when they were interviewing the, the City players at the end of the game, it, it, they were they were sort of acting like it was a loss, and they had to kind of remind themselves that they that they actually did win the game. So I I think because of that, um, City are going to go into it really charged up, and 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 it's always difficult to go to Madrid, but Chelsea's turned them over pretty well, you know, in, in the quarterfinal away from home. So it's doable. And I just think City will, will be ruthless enough to to get, get the job done. Although it would be just like City to be in a championship knockout yeah. in a commanding position, leg two, and just to choke. So in a, in, a, in a year where, you know, PSG have lived up to the stereotype, you know, why not City? But I, I just think that just from the from the game and, and, and you know, the, the way they were cutting Real Madrid to shreds, they're going to score. So it's going to be hard to not 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 to have City score. So it's going to be difficult. I almost feel like another four three is is totally on the cards here, right? I think both teams are going to score. It's then just a matter of okay, how many goals are each of the two teams going to score in just a shootout, right? So yeah. um, it, it, we could be in for another another classic here in the return leg. So 
uh, stay tuned for that, I guess. Uh, and look, what everyone I know has absolutely tuned into the pod for, and that's Europa League, high score and low kicking soccer action. Um, <laughs> West Ham, they went down 2 1 against Eintracht Frankfurt, a uh, close game between two quite similar teams, um, both defensively solid and prefer to play on the counter attack. Probably the way that I would describe the the, the two teams. Um, I track Frankfurt scored after 50 seconds, um, and while West Ham equalised, Frankfurt uh, retook the lead lead again, uh, leaving it with uh, leaving West Ham with all to do in the return leg um, on Friday morning Australian time. Um, the other semi final was between RB Leipzig and Rangers uh, of Glasgow. Um, Rangers. Uh, went down 1-0 in Germany, so um, still quite a close tie there, but you'd probably have to say that up Leipzig are still favourites to, to take that one out, even if um, I know that there's going to be a pretty loud reception for RB Leipzig at Ibrox uh, for the second leg, so it's going to be an exciting one as well. A few fireworks um, over the team hotel um, in that one. Hi. Um, <laughs> but What's look, tip, that- Tommy? Oh, look. Before, before we close it out. I think... Um, He's too nervous. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> West Ham haven't been sort of this close to winning a trophy since, what, like 2005. Oh, it's too much. Is the Charles Dickens going to be open for the game oh. or what? Oh, no. <laughs> not. Nope. <laughs> they've, they've tried a couple of different venues here in Melbourne and, like, for Friday morning and yeah, no one's no one's even really entertaining the thought so um i think it'll be a different different um different spectacle though if if west ham end up making the final i think there's there's going to be somewhere somehow there will be the game on somewhere so but uh yeah look to be honest i'm too nervous the the heart says the heart says no the head says yes so it's too much but um yeah i think that's uh i think we'll just leave it there but look, uh, great pod this week, boys. Uh, I hope that all the listeners enjoyed it as much as we have as well. Um, we will have uh, those Champions League semis and plenty more A-League and Premier League um, next week again on the pod. So I look forward to joining you all again then. Until then, enjoy the football. See you.